Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 165, Cuddle Up. Welcome back to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. I'm Tony DeLorenzo. And I'm Elisa DeLorenzo. And we are excited to have you here with us this week. We have a fun show lined up with you, and it actually all happened just a couple of nights ago. And while we were having some fun, the after Having sex. sex. Yes. The after sex part of it was what led me to feel a little disconnected and not really where I wanted us to be. So that's where this week's show is coming from. Before we get to that, though, if you need to get in touch with us, like we've had listeners do over the years, you can contact us at 858-876-5663. Or just to our general email, which is at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We get those. We read those. We're trying to get back to all of you. <laughs> we are, we're trying. Um, we're just following behind as, gosh, you guys are just amazing by sharing the show with so many people. And uh, we are just following behind a little bit right now. And that's, um, that's a blessing. Oh, totally is. That, that is a complete blessing. And so don't stop writing into us. Don't stop with the voicemails. We love them. Um, it lifts our days to know that we're having an impact, that God is using us to have an impact in your marriage, in your mm-hmm. relationships. So keep them coming. Keep yeah. them coming. Um, we, we just, we'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah. So we're going to start this week off with a call in from a listener. And it's going to jump into cuddle up. Mm -hmm. So having that cuddle time with your spouse. So let's get on with it. And here we go. I recently found your podcast and have randomly been listening to them and have been tremendously blessed and challenged. Um, I want to ask you about a situation and get your opinion. I am, quite frankly, very excited about, you know, performing oral sex on my wife and conversely receiving a blowjob and that sort of thing. But, you know, my wife is not, you know, she's she's not really uh, entertaining that, not real comfortable with that. And I like what you said about, you know, uh, you're only, you only go as far as the most conservative partner. But is there any suggestions that you can make to, um, you know, podcast you could recommend in regards to maybe, you know, being, uh, opening, opening her eyes to, you know, the fact that it's not, God didn't not want us to enjoy that. That's part of it. And, you know, I think that's really her, her main issue. She says that, you know, she's actually verbally told me, I don't think that's what God meant. 
for us to do. And and I said, all is fair in the bedroom, and we ought to, you know, we ought to we ought to try it out. I remember one night, I was so desiring it, but I know that she she wouldn't entertain the idea. Man, I was praying that she, you know, that <laughs> may sound funny, but I was literally praying that God would do a miracle and, you know, just allow her to be open to it one night. And, man, I was just, I don't know, I was really, really down about it. Mm. And I don't want to be selfish and, mm. and that sort of thing. It's not something that I talk about anymore, actually, with her. You know, I just kind of let it go and make make a few casual suggestions here or there and kind of a joking manner. But, you know, I mean, my wife's just not open to that at this stage of the game. But we've been married for 20-some years, and 22 years exactly. And, um, you know, that's something I would just dearly love to, you know, be a part of our intimate sex life, but... Um, you know, to date, no. So, uh, you know, that's a big hurdle for, for us, I think, as a couple. But, I mean, it doesn't change how I love her. Doesn't You know, I mean, I love her to death. She's just, I, I'm so blessed to have her. You know, I think this the- All right. Well, you know, I, I'm going to jump in here first uh, for a couple of reasons. One is I can relate. I've been there. Uh, the second thing I would say is that the two of you need to read Song of Solomon together. I mean, you want to talk about what God says about sex in the Bible. He spells it all right, right up, spells it all out right there. Um, specifically <laughs> relating to this uh, Song of Solomon, verse six, specifically to oral sex, to oral sex, Song of Solomon, chapter six, verse 11. This is from the Shulamite. So this is the woman Mm-hmm. saying this, and she says... And this is out of the New King James Version. Right. She said, I went down to the Garden of Nuts to see the verdure of the valley, to see whether the vine had budded and the pomegranates had bloomed. You know, I'm thinking the vine is probably the penis. I'm just going to go there since the woman's the doing the talking and say... I think you're right. I, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, it was really interesting because Song of Solomon is actually... Uh, what we were studying when Tony and I did our 60 days of sex challenge. Right. This was, this was the, we were studying it through a book called intimacy ignited and really digging into what God had to say about sex in the Bible. And I have to tell you, you know, as a husband, I think it's wonderful that you are not forcing this on her. Uh, that you're not demanding. And I think it's also wise that you're praying for it. And the answer to your prayers may have been that you found one extraordinary marriage as, uh, you know, we can be a resource for you to offer encouragement, to be able to say, you know what, check out these verses in the Bible. That may have been God's answer to your prayer to be able to say, you know what, there are resources out there. I I don't know. know, I'm, I'm not building us up to say that we're the answer to prayer. I'm just saying that may have been one way that God chose to answer that prayer for you. Um, the thing is, don't stop praying for your sex life. Right. Yeah. Do not stop praying. And for those of you that haven't started, now's the time. Um, because Tony and I have both, over the last five years when we started praying for our sex life, you know, there have been different times where the desire, the passion hasn't been there. 
and we know it's not there in our spouses and we're like, okay, God, can you do a little miracle here? Hmm. Can, can, you, can you help me out? On both sides. Sometimes it's me saying, I got nothing to give to Tony and it's my day. Help me out. Or days when Tony's like, I know she's not really into this. Help her get in the mood. And, and I want to say something about oral sex as well. For us, it started out with me performing oral sex on Elisa for many years. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been until recently. And I'm talking like in the last six months, less even. Probably the last three months. That Elisa has actually been performing oral sex on me. And now that may sound weird that it's taken that long, but I truly believe it's almost a progression of our intimate state with each other mm-hmm. and where Lisa feels comfortable. So it may be one of those things where, Hey honey, maybe you don't want to give me oral sex, but I would truly desire to be able to give it to you. And again, that may require those conversations of what it is more than just a possibly, you know, the upbringing sex is dirty. The only Mm -hmm. thing we do is one position or maybe two, maybe three at the most. Um, Those barriers need to be broken down. Those walls need to be broken down. And the only way we truly are able to do that is through emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. It's about talking to each other and, and digging deeper and being willing to. And being willing to try different positions in while you're having oral sex. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the breakthrough came, and I, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but we were in a different position. And for whatever reason, I was more comfortable. Well, and it was a position where you didn't feel subservient. Right. I, but I, like, I don't even remember how, how it happened. I, I don't either. Like, I couldn't tell you. Well, how, why did we decide to do it that way? Uh, we just did. And it if for some reason something unlocked in my brain and I said, oh, okay, you know what? This works. Was it a, you didn't feel demeaning? Was it sort of a that? Yeah, it was just, and I don't want this to come off the wrong way. There are no power struggles in our sex life, but it was almost as if there was a, a, a balance uh, you know, more equality in that position. Well, and the, I, in the position was 69. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't remember. Um, I just remember that I was like, Oh, light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was that despicable me scene light bulb, um, that it was, uh, that it worked. Right. And you know, but we'd done that position before. I mean, we've, we've 69 before. Yeah. But, but again, I think it's the emotional side of where we're at in our marriage now. And so because of that, it, it all comes together. It, it it almost all converges at that point in time where it's like, Oh, okay. Doesn't mean we're doing that every single time, but just know listener that I think one of the big things is go grab intimacy ignited I'll have a link here in the show notes. Mm-hmm. So this is episode 165. For those of you who are listening, I'll put a link right there. That is an affiliate link to Amazon. Um, but grab it. Maybe that can be your devotional together. Read it. For any of you out there who are having some sexual intimacy issues that you're trying to break free of, break through, read this together get into it together. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's getting into the word of God and learning about one of the most 
sexually explicit books in the Bible. And it's so interesting because, you know, even at the very beginning of Intimacy Ignited, when they talk about Song of Solomon, they talk about how, you know, the reason there are so many word pictures in here was that it had to be okay for the Hebrew boys to read, Mm -hmm. but also so the adults would know what was going on. Right. And so there is a lot of wordplay. You know, the whole thing about, you know... The nuts and the vine. The nuts and the vine. You know, little kids aren't going to know what that's about. You know, they'll be thinking gardens and, you know, stuff by the streams. And the adults are going, whoa. Well, and there are also times when it talks about Solomon going down to the to the lily pad. Right. The lilies of the valley. And, lilies and of the valley. The way he describes the Shulamite woman. And, mm-hmm. and so there's so much description in here. It's an amazing love story. A sexual love story that God has put smack dab in his bio, you know, in the middle of his word to say, I bless this. I bless what goes on between a husband and a wife. So get into it. It it is a book that definitely transformed our marriage. Um, I, I would have to say that if it wasn't for that book and that study, you guys wouldn't be listening to us today. So not at all. We are <laughs> incredibly indebted to that study and for all that's come from it. But let's get into how that ties into today's topic to cuddle up. Yeah. And so the other night we had a bonus night on Saturday and I'm going to say it was bonus night because the two weeks prior, Elise and I had sex one time. Okay, and but explain why. I'm going to explain why. These guys are all like, what happened to the intimacy lifestyle? <laughs> <laughs> so we got back from our Easter vacation trip and Elisa got sick and she was really just not into it at all. And, and one of those things, it, it comes back to our 60 days of sex challenge that we did so many years ago. If you're sick, if you're traveling, um, or if you're on your period, were our, our three stipulations that we wouldn't have sex? Well... That happened here. Well, Lisa got sick, um, which led into her almost getting a little better, but then her period started, which then led into uh, a little more sickness. So to say the least, I was chomping at the bit when everything was finally cleared up and she was starting to feel better. And so we ended up having sex like on a Thursday, um, which was, you know, her. one of my days. And I did initiate, like I was getting back into the swing of things. Right. And then it was Saturday. Alex was at a sleepover. Abby was conked out like in the living room. And so I'm just like, you know what, honey, let's, let's have a little fun bonus night. I'm going to light the candles. Let's go for it. She's like, all right, let's do this. Um, and so it was one of those nights where it took some time to get Elisa into the mood. Uh, oral sex was being performed. I could just tell, I mean, I'm just like, okay, Elisa, Turn it off. Turn it off. Engage. Engage with me here. Um, let, let's let's get into this together. Um, eventually, she was able to do that. Um, do you know what was going on in your mind then? Um, there's just a lot going on right now with different things that we're preparing for. That I just the wheels are spinning. Right. And and I had a hard time disengaging. Disengaging. Yeah. Eventually, she was able to. We, we had a great time for me though. Afterwards, there, there was a moment and many of you may know this moment where you've both, maybe both one of you have ejaculated, come had a good time, enjoyed it. And it's just that afterwards where you're just sort of lying there together 
and there's no rush. And we were we were in that moment for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, Elisa was like, "Okay, I got to get you know, I got to get cleaned up, sort of a deal." And it just for me, I was like, "Man, I just want to lay here, naked, touching skin on skin, just hanging out." And for those of you who don't know, our skin is our largest organ, and there are so many senses and sensories and all this that is happening, you know, just by the touch of each other's skin. And so I was really enjoying that. And again, typically we're, we're not big cuddlers now, and we're going to go into what we used to be. But it was at that moment where I was just like, I just want to lay here, have her in my arms and just cuddle. And so as I was out biking this weekend and we're just, I'm, sometimes when I'm biking, this is where most of my podcast show ideas come up when it's, when I'm thinking of podcast show ideas, cause I'm just by myself and I'm just rolling. And so I started thinking about way back when, when we first, you know, were a couple, uh, first married and sort of this, gosh, we didn't, we didn't care about just lying in each other's arms after sex for half an hour. Oh, I mean, so funny. We were talking about this weekend when he was bringing up the show idea and I'm like, yeah, you know, we did. We would just lay around naked. naked. Just, we would just hang out in each other's arms after sex. And it was so comforting. It, It was almost like, wow. I mean, during the, it would be, it could be day, afternoon, evening, whatever. And for us in those early days, and I'm going to just say this because you guys may have it or may never have thought of it. We used to have just this sex towel. It was our after sex towel. And this thing was nasty. I'm going to tell you, I mean, I don't know what we were thinking. But this is like one of those, you know, most embarrassing moments. Like I knew he was going to talk about it, but you know, thinking back. 16 years going, oh, you're bringing that up on the air? I know. But we used to, we used to just have this towel. And back then, and, and here's where I think a little bit of, of our dynamic has changed in our marriage and why we don't cuddle like we used to. Back then, Elisa was on birth control. And so for us, there was no, you know, get the condom, put it on, which is what we've been doing for Seven years. Seven years now. Yeah. For seven years because Elisa's body cannot just handle the... They can't do hormones. The hormones. And so back then though, when her body was able to, she was on birth control, we would just lie there and we would grab this sex towel and it would just, you know, we just sort of like wipe off. We just put it underneath us and and we would just lie there. And and I honestly believe that there are times when we would just fall asleep. Elisa doesn't think we ever did. I I don't remember falling asleep, but it's possible. Dozing off. But it was just that time, that connection. You know, there was the act of sex was done. It was it was good. And again, early in our marriage, it's it was never as good as it is now. So really the sex now is much better than it was then. Oh yeah. But the, oh, yeah. but the cuddling we had, usually spoon uh-huh. was what we would do. I mean, there are many different ways to cuddle, and I found some I found a fun little picture that I'm going to link to or post up on the on the on the show notes as well so you can check it out and it's like these little sheep doing Car- different cartoon sheep. Yeah, cartoon sheep doing these fun little positions. 
but you may have different positions that you love to cuddle in. For us, that was it. And I just remember that, just cuddling, being connected. So what has happened over those years? You know, why is it now that we have sex, we make love, it's amazing, it's passionate, it's vocal, it's everything we desire. But as soon as it's done, it's done. It's like, okay, we got to get up, we got to get, we got to get cleaned up and we got to get back in bed. And so that's what typically will happen. It's almost as if for us, one of the things is the condom, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, all right, just, we got to get this off, um, and cleaned up. But one thing that I started thinking about is that too many of us think that sex is dirty. And I'm not saying that's what's happening in my mind, but I think there is a part of me that's just like, okay, we've done the act. We just need to get cleaned up. And it's not that that style, that, that time when we were just newlyweds and it didn't matter. You know, fluids could leak and it's okay. That's why we had the sex towel. We'd wipe up with it. But now it's almost a, okay, sex is dirty. And I don't want to say dirty, but it's just... There are fluids. There are these things that are going on. Not that it's dirty. Um, it's a fun and amazing thing to do with your spouse. And so for us, it's, all right, let's clean up. Well, in that process, we don't go back to bed naked. It's, all right, well, let's get our clothes back on. Let's, you know, let's go read now. And so I miss it. I miss the cuddle. And I was telling Elisa that. And, and, you know, so we start preparing for the show and he's like, well, why don't we cuddle? <laughs> What's, you know, it's kind of, what, what happened to us? What happened to all that time? And, and he's right. I mean, there is just the cleanliness and it, here's the thing. I have had three pregnancies. We have two children. I have no desire to get pregnant. Again, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, and so I I'm agree. like, I want all of, I mean, even though it's contained in the condom, I'm like, I want everything cleaned up. Just let's not even, let's not even go there. Uh, so that's the first thing, which is what Tony was just talking about. And the other thing that I realized is we were really having some conversation on this and I, and I challenge you to have the conversation with your spouse this week. If this is your sex life, when I started talking to Tony about it, I realized there are just days when it's an item on my to-do list. And so it gets checked off, you know, act is done, check off on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Even if that means going to bed or, you know, if we're in the middle of the day, going back to working on the show, going back to working on one, going back to working on something else. It's like, okay, I, you know, I've fulfilled my obligation. And I'm not saying that's the way sex is all the time, but you guys know what I mean. Both men and women, you feel that there are just times when you're crossing it off your list and it can be amazing, but you still, when it's done, you cross it off your list. You haven't afforded yourself the time to fully experience the entire experience. You've afforded yourself the time to have sex. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if it's three minutes cause you're doing a quickie or if it's you know, half an hour or an hour, because that's the, you know, you know, it takes half an hour, 60 minutes, whatever it is. And you're like, okay, I know if I just budget this time, we're good. But what would happen if you budgeted 10 minutes for that quickie so you could just kind of like cuddle? You know, it's an extended quickie. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you give yourself an hour and a half to say, okay, you know what? This is the only thing I'm going to do tonight. Like we're going to have sex. And, and even if it means that we do get cleaned up because like me, I, I'm like, 
I don't know, ever since I had Abby and I was like, no more babies. Um, it's very much like, I'm like, we got to get out. You got to get out. Boom. Get cleaned up. But why can't I come back to bed naked? And that was something that we, we talked about. Folks, we bring this up to you because we're not perfect. It's something that we're working on in our marriage right now. And really just came to our attention just the other night. Really, it, it really did. And I realized how we're missing out on a really important time of physical intimacy. See, the sexual intimacy part has been fulfilled. We've enjoyed that. But there's so much that comes after that. That is just a physical touch that can allow us to connect without having, you know, the sort of that urge to go, okay, well, I want to have sex again, you know, and we're missing that. So we're figuring and looking at our lives and going, okay, what can we do? Mm-hmm. So in your marriage, start thinking about what are we doing? You know, in cuddling doesn't have to be just spoon. You, you know what I'm saying? Some of you, it may just be holding, holding his forearm. You know, it may just be the, the, the arm around the waist. There are different ways that you guys can cuddle. Obviously, you know, her head in his lap, his head in her lap. It, it's just a form of physical touch that happens after the sexual intimacy part. Now, could cuddling, can cuddling happen before sexual intimacy? Sure. I mean, there are many places where you could be cuddling if you feel comfortable on your couch. I mean, it, it, you could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Specifically for us, though, we're talking about that time that happens after sex. Because I think too many of us, us included, we do look at it as something on, a, on the to-do list and we're rushing through. We're rushing through, trying to get to the next thing. You know, and instead of going, you know what, let's, yes, we don't have the, the setup like we used to have, you know, with, with the sex towel, we don't have that anymore. But for us, instead of just jumping out of bed, cleaning up, putting on our jammies again or whatever we got to do, maybe it's, let's clean up. Let's just jump back into bed naked. And it's also, um. I think going along with that, it's choosing to be still Mm. together. Yeah. To not be rushing. I think so often it's just the way our minds work. I mean, it's part of what I'm talking about and and create your life blueprint that's going to be coming out is that you got to appreciate the journey you're on. And that's coming out on April 18th. So go over to createyourlifeblueprint.com and you'll be good to go. Thank you for the plug. You're welcome. (laughs) But one of the things that that I'm, is I'm working with women and I'm telling them, you know, you've got to appreciate this journey. We're not in a sprint folks. And I will tell you, there are some nights my sex life feels like a sprint. Like, okay, the gun's off. We're going, we're going, we're going, we're going. Bam. Climax. Yeah. Hit the showers. Mm -hmm. And I can, and I can sense that obviously. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, Tony and Tony's not alone. Your spouses know when you're not there or when you're just trying to get through the act. Mm-hmm. And, you know, taking the time to be in the moment 
You want to give a gift to your spouse? Be in the moment with them. Completely present until the moment is over. Not until you've deemed the moment over, but until the moment is over. And there is a huge difference there. You've got to, you know, it's like, it's like what they say with hugging. Don't ever be the first one to let go. You know, the same thing with, with your sex life. Don't be the first one to let go. Spend the time there. I mean, when Tony brought this up this weekend, I was like, oh, you know, what have I been doing? Well, what have we been doing? Well, but, but owning my own part of that. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I didn't mean that you brought that up and you're like, Alisa, you don't cuddle with me anymore. You know, it wasn't anything like that. It was just, we don't do this anymore. Yeah. And it, and it was such an act that we did so often before kids. I mean, and I that's just, another, I mean, yeah, no, no, I, I understand that because when kids, kids come into the fold, I mean, it is just, you know, lying there naked after sex is it, tough, especially when even for us, we have a little one who's seven who can still knock on our door at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. and want to jump into our bed, you know? So that, don't get me wrong, it's going on in the back of my mind, too, going, okay. (laughs) And then our older one who sleepwalks and, you know, just there's always something going on in your houses, and we know that. Those of you that have children, you've always got something. Yeah, whether it's the teenagers coming in late or coming in early or, you know, whatever it is. And so those are things that are going to, those are outside things that are going to stop you from probably cuddling. So what is it that you can do, though, that can allow you to go, you know what? We are going to just cuddle. We are. And maybe it is just the an extra five minutes. It's the, you know what? For Elise and I, and we've already talked about this, it's, you know what we're going to do is, yes, we're going to have sex. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to be passionate with each other. We're going to clean up because, again, even for me, guys and gals, wearing a condom afterwards doesn't feel good. Honestly, if if she was on birth control, I wouldn't have any worry about having a sex towel. I don't enjoy it. And, and for those of you who do wear condoms, you, you may agree or disagree, love to hear your feedback, 858-876-5663. But for me, don't enjoy it, so I really wanted to get it off. But instead of just jumping back in bed with the jammies on and all that, it's just the knowledge that we have come to just by talking about this. Again, emotional intimacy, talking, opening up that dialogue, opening up that communication. Okay, we're not going to just jump back in bed with all our, our jammies on. We're going to leave them off. And we're going to just be able to sit there and cuddle with each other for a little bit. And yeah, you know what? That moment, that moment right after sex, it's broken. But it really isn't. Because it's about that skin on skin. It's allowing us to feel each other's bodies. And allowing that largest organ on our bodies, our skin, to connect. There's there's power mm-hmm. in allowing our bodies to connect like that. And again, because it's after sex, there's no, hey, well, this is going to lead to more. No, it's already done. We've already finished up. So both of you can lie there and know that 
it's not leading to anything more. This is the, this is the afterglow, you know, this is the, ah, it's almost like a wedding, you know, everything builds up to the, I do everything builds. It, It all, it all just builds and builds and builds to the, I do. And then after the, I do, it's almost like, oh my gosh, we finally did it. It's that afterglow. You know, and it's you walking out of the church or the gazebo or wherever you may have been and people are holding sparkles over your head or they're they're throwing confetti, rice. Do they throw rice anymore? I, I don't think, think I don't you think can. So. Right. Birds, birds. Yeah, birds. So whatever you may blowing be, bubbles. Yeah, blowing bubbles. So it's almost that afterglow of that wedding day. And this is that afterglow. That time where we get to just spend some time together. And everything's done. It's just sort of like, ah, oh, I just want to hold you. And again, your cuddling position may be different, and I'm sure it is, than mine and Elisa's and anybody else's. But it's one that you guys are able to go, that's ours. Yeah. That is ours. And for Elisa and I, it's spooning. Mm-hmm. We we enjoy that that connection that we have from from chest to, I mean, almost all the way to our toes. Yeah, sometimes we get all wrapped up in there. It's like a crazy twister position. Yeah. You know, so it's it's an easy fix. Making the choice to cuddle is an easy fix. The mm-hmm. challenge will come in making the time to do it yeah. and in choosing to have the time to do it. And that's all this is. It's a choice to spend that time with your husband or wife and... You know, again, we're not asking you or telling you that you need to make this an, you know, hours long process. Some of you may. Some of you will see the benefits from an extra two, three, five, ten minutes. You you will see positive change in your marriage by having that connection. So we look forward to hearing your thoughts on this show. Some of you are probably amazing cuddlers and you're going to write in going, dude, you guys are screwed up. <laughs> we cuddle all the time. And, and if that's the case, tell us what your secrets are. We'd love to hear how you've, you've fostered that in your marriage. Um, before we get off today, I do want to share, we've got another new listener in Tasmania, which um, is in Australia. And so we love, love. Well, no, it's not in Australia. It's a, the island. Oh, it's the, sorry. The, I'm like looking right at the map. Well, I was looking at her email. I know. But, her, but on the map, it's, it's, it's an island right off of Australia. So of awesome. 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 So we're so excited. A, um, you guys know how excited I get when you tell me where you're from and I get to look at the map and go, oh, okay, now we've got listeners there. Um, and I just want to share what she put on her uh, message to us because it shows the power of the one community. She said, I had a friend on my Facebook wall share a picture from your page, which I like. So I thought I'd check out the page it came from. I've been blown away. I am so thankful for that lady on my friends list, as I feel that after listening to a few of your podcasts, that a lot of what you guys have been talking about has a real effect to what my husband and I have been dealing with over the past few weeks. That's power, guys. That's power of, you know, and I give Tony all the credit here because he handles all of our social media, all the everything you see up on Facebook, everything you see on Twitter, that's all him. But when you guys make the choice to share that on your Facebook pages, when you retweet what he puts up on Twitter, when you do all of these things, you don't know which one of your friends out there is in a situation where they need that little ray of hope. 
you, you don't know. And so as you guys share, and you guys have been sharing, and I will tell you, this is how I know you've been sharing. Over the last two weeks, we have added over 200 likes to our Facebook page. That's crazy. We have not seen growth like that ever. Mm-mm. We are closing in. In fact, I, I looked this morning. We are 65 likes away from 3,000. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the neat thing is that people are coming to One Extraordinary Marriage from all over the world. I mean, Tasmania. Some of you are going to have to actually get out a map and look and see where Tasmania is. We do that. You know, we actually have a world map in our right here in our kitchen studio so that we can see and we know where you are. And I just want to thank you because as we, as we do more stuff with One Extraordinary Marriage, and we've got some great things that are going to be coming down, um, coming down the line here over the course of the summer. And as Tony mentioned earlier, I'm getting ready to launch Create Your Life Blueprint. So you can go to createyourlifeblueprint.com. This is going to be a, a phenomenal program for those of you that want to stop reacting to life. You want to create the extraordinary life that you desire, but you aren't quite sure how to go about doing that, get signed up on that page. You aren't going to want to miss this. And I'm just giving you a ton of information. I've got great things in store for you. I want, I want you to be a part of this. I want you to see what's going on and see the phenomenal things that we've been putting together. I mean, Tony's doing all of my, uh, you know, you guys know Tony. I mean, he does all my stuff for me. He's amazing. Um, and share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. Share createyourlifeblueprint.com with your friends. Let them know that it's coming. It's it's going to change lives. It already has changed lives. And that's why we're, we're kind of making this a more formal program. Uh, but it all goes to what you guys do best. And what this one extraordinary marriage community does best is to share the message of hope. To share it to a world that is desperate for hope in marriage, desperate for hope in relationships. I mean, you guys are sharing this with your single friends, your engaged friends and your married friends because you just put it up on your wall and you're changing lives. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exciting. The, I, they're just not words to describe. When we see those Facebook likes go up and when we hear from you know, Zimbabwe and Tasmania and Kenya and Alaska and, and everywhere in between, Think of all the lives that you guys touch when you comment on the Facebook page, when you share the pictures with your friends. You, each one of you are a ray of hope because you're, you're choosing to share this information and we are, we are indebted to you. Mm-hmm. It is a gift that you give us each and every week and we are so appreciative of that. Yeah, and another way you can totally bless the One Extraordinary Marriage Show is go on over to iTunes, click a rating, one to five star. You give it what you believe it has given to you. That tells people as well what this show means. If you want to take it a step further, you can always write a review as well. Mm-hmm. Again, one to five stars. Let people know what the show has done for you in your marriage because That is another way that people can connect. They can read, they can sense, they can see what's happening with this one family. And that gets them excited. And we don't know. We don't know where you're at right now, but we plant those seeds. Mm -hmm. And for you, you don't know where your friends are at. You don't know where your family's at right now, but you plant the seed. Let God do the rest. And you never know. Somebody else may just come right up beside that person 
and they've been listening or they've been seeing what you're sharing and talking about. And that person who comes up beside them changes them. And that could be their spouse. So don't, uh, don't be afraid to, to let people know mm-hmm. of all the goodness that is happening in your life because they want that too. All right. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. How to get in touch with us? 858-876-5663. You call in, we'll listen, we'll answer. You can also hit us up at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. You guys have a fantastic week. We love you and we'll see you soon.